Okie dokie, where are we? Back in the van. The VW Transporter. The time machine. 2004 Transporter converted into a combi is my Ferrari. And um, welcome to Good Grief. I've uh, knocked out eight episodes. I call that episode, I call that season one. And um, we're sort of getting to know what we were going to do and um, this 100 uh, day challenge has been uh, quite a journey to say the least so it started off just uh, covering my and my family's journey um, in regard to the loss of my son Buster what I did to um, work through that with a whole bunch of images that I posted on Facebook and then uh, on Instagram to our friends and family and wider community that were affected or that were aware of Buster and uh, that had a great reach. There was a number of events that continue. In fact, we've got the Buster Boat Cup coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, Melville Murdoch University Football Club play, I think it's Coburn, and they have a number of teams that compete in that. So. That goes on, the um, Just Be A Good Friend trophy and uh, many other things. Now, in addition to that, next week is Buster's birthday. Now, by the time this comes out, it probably will have already gone, but I um, just let you know that when your son turns 16, it's a proud moment, and uh, watching his friends also do that is wonderful because it's when you start becoming a man, and um, so it's been pretty sad reflecting all that and I'll expand on the things that I've done, or we've done, uh, to um, try and connect with his friends and let them know how much he loved them. So 100 uh, day podcast, or no, sorry, 100 day creative journey, that's what this is about. So do something consecutively for 100 days. Now that doesn't mean posting something every day, but it means working on a creative project. And <clears throat> not everything I've worked on has been a great success, to be honest. So, you know, you throw a lot of shit away and um, you uh, uh, come up with some things that you didn't expect. So I'm going to recap on uh, an interview that I did with a guy in the UK, one of my oldest and dearest friends, Paul Aspel. Paul used to be my business partner in London. We had a company called uh, Design Plan Interiors and we used to do office fit-outs and creative interior projects and um, it was a lot of fun I had no idea what we were doing and uh, we had a company that joined forces with another group that nearly went public so it was something like out of a scene out of Wayne's world where you're looking at contracts going I like this I like this and you have no fucking idea what's going on <laughs> they gave us money and cars and we just got drunk sat in restaurants and partied for a couple of years it was a heap of fun we made up lots of stuff we did do some work but the journey was pretty special so now Paul I'll just let you know is the most creative guy an innovative guy that I know he is lateral he has an idea and he just makes it happen he's not an artist he definitely uh, is a frustrated DJ and I know he DJs DJed in his younger years and has got a great ear for music and uh, he's uh, also um, connected to the uh, music world through an irony of events and uh, he will get a project 
think of it and the next thing he's hanging with Chris Martin from Coldplay or Elvis Costello or fucking Joanna Lumley or you name it and um, recently he just did a teddy bear project so he uh, got uh, a bunch of stars to donate their jeans and um, <coughs> then they would auction them off I think they raised about 18,000 pounds to do that Suggs did it um, there's an astronaut in the UK I'm sorry I haven't got the name on the tip of my tongue a whole bunch of others Boy George Neil Young not Neil Young um, Paul Young and um, many more <coughs> Paul also did um, uh, now what's it called Art in a Box something like that uh, with a company called Easel and that was giving musicians uh, a, a, a canvas and some paints I think he sent them a video on how to paint they all painted a picture and um, the next thing he was auctioning off the prints and the originals I've got Suggs's painting on my wall which is really special so I gave him a call the other week we um, had the most incredible chat my god what is he doing I, I, can't, I can't actually what I've got to do is go to get him back on the phone I've got to figure out how to get the audio balance is correct because I used my iPad and uh, uh, I, our voice levels were just too just too 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 far apart so I, I haven't really figured that out yet it's easier if someone gets in my van and we have a chat that'll happen soon too so um, what happened he sent me uh, a link to Twitter now I'm not on Twitter but I was able to watch this post by a guy called Peter Egan Peter Egan is a Shakespearean actor in the UK and uh, got a fucking beautiful voice. My God, what a handsome man. And um, <clears throat> anyway, so Nathan Aspel, um, sorry, Harvey Aspel. Harvey Aspel's his son. He's, he, he's a poet. He, he wrote a book um, and it's just amazing. So Peter reads this poem. Now, I've asked to get a copy of the book, so I'm not going to... Um, sell it short because I'd like to get Harvey uh, on the phone and, and we have a bit of a chat about it because I have never heard the words written in a way that have inspired me so much where I'm going with this is if you remember way back I said I'm intrigued by the pathway that a thought has so if you have listened to these you'll know where we started we just started having a chit chat we we're going to see where it goes this is the this is a thought being planted things happen when things happen and so what happened now I talked to Paul Paul sends me this thing which is Peter Egan reading this beautiful poem about a star that sits beside him while he was sitting by a pond and it was his um, well he related it to his lost partner Myra obviously I was listening to it relating to Buster so I thought I could sort of write in that style and um, <clears throat> I have been trying to play around with some images for... Look, I pitched this idea to uh, Wave Garden, which is the new Jandicott surf farm that's going to be built here in the next few years. And um, thank fuck, because we have no surf in Perth. <laughs> Especially in the summer, it's a hell trip. But anyway, um, anyway, so they wrote back to me and said, all right, well, send us your, you know, your graphics and show us what you propose I drew some pictures they looked a little bit flat now not maybe for Joe average but for surf community they really needed something a bit edgy and so I thought maybe I can put some words behind the image print it so that it's got a bit of texture 
trying to rack my brains into what I would write about. And uh, as you know, I have a fucking love affair with my van, which I'm in now. You should be able to hear the gears change and the diesel motor just humming along. And um, uh, anyway, so I um, came up with this poem called My Van and basically explained that every moment in my van is one step closer to the beach. Every, every, every step of the way is one step closer to the first wave and so on and so on. And I ended it with the line, I fucking love my van. Anyway, I posted it out. I also put it onto a surfing website and I got inundated with van porn. People sending me pictures of their van, stories about their van. I, I, I think... Look, I'm even as I'm saying it, it fucking seems a good idea. I think it's going to be a good idea to do a whole series of van porn in a, some sort of post or magazine or something, or a little book, a coffee table book of van porn. That's what I would call it. Anyway, segue. Uh, so I then looked at this thing and I thought, that's really good. It really was good, eh? I'm not patting myself on the head. I just think it's fucking great. The words were great. It rolled. It was really short and concise. Explained exactly how I feel about the van. The whole... Um, um, the whole journey from getting in it, putting the key in, packing it with my boards and my wetsuits and the driving there it's 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 the whole thing the whole journey to get into the water to catch that first wave and experience it it's all part of it it's like it's my takeoff anyway so when I looked at it I thought you know what I'm gonna do a whole series of these stories or poems and I'm no poet by any means I don't make any uh, statements to say otherwise but I'm trying to be creative I'm looking for little creative channels and so I start to do a series of poems and every last line has got to have the word fuck in it now it sounds funny but it's like every portal in my brain has just got a different different pathways I have got memories coming back from when I was a kid I've got memories coming from a week ago, I've got experiences that have happened to me that come to mind. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at things, seeing if there is a poem or a story in there that I can talk about. And it's everywhere. Now I'm listening to these podcasts, which I do, and I have been raving about Deborah Milmer, uh, Design Matters. She interviews all these creatives and she's talking about this lady that went through a grief process. No, she didn't. No, this is a different one. Uh, I've got a grief counsellor. And Julie Verity, who is a beautiful lady, I talk to her every month about loss and grief. She tells me where I'm at. She's absolutely brilliant. She tells me about this 365-day um, journey that this lady took that lost a child. She photographed every day something that she was grateful for and posted it. And then um, once you get past the obvious things that you photograph, you then got to go looking. Now you've got 365 images that you've got to find. You start to explore, you start to notice your surrounds. I mean, we don't really take notice of what's around us. Back to Deborah Milmer, I listened to her thing, and she's interviewing this lady who does a thesis on things she's grateful for, but she 
engaged with her friends group and got everybody to do that. They would take a photograph and they would write a piece. She created a 200 page book of gratitude and with inspirational lines or quotes from her friends. And I thought that was just amazing. So you can sort of see where this is all going from. I'm bumping into people who have listened to the podcast, creative people who are really interested in having a chat. Now, I haven't actually got the interview thing going yet, but that will happen. Um, And I want it to be authentic. I want people to really open up about their little creative journey, their fork fork in the road moment, their, you know, perspective on things as they got older, what they change, what they were looking forward to, and their connection to me. How are we connected? How are we having the conversation that we're having now? So, anyway, season two, episode one, the music at the end of this is going to be um, from Dr. Cuz, the trumpet is me, playing on there. Uh, I'm going to give a big shout out to Susie Powell, who was so lovely to me the other day, sending me a, a nice message. Susie Powell has got hold fast tattoos. They're in East Vic Park and they are putting ink over all of my friends and they are fucking amazing. So Susie, big ups to you and all the scooter crew that support me and my events too. So uh, happy days. Enjoy.